January 25th, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, through chapter 17, verse 9. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you lock on earth will be locked in heaven, and whatever you open on earth will be opened in heaven. Then he sternly warned them not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that he had to go to Jerusalem, and he told them what would happen to him there. He would suffer at the hands of the leaders and the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, and he would be raised on the third day. But Peter took him aside and corrected him. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. Then Jesus said to the disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside your selfish ambition, shoulder your cross, and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find true life. And how do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul in the process? Is anything worth more than your soul? For I, the Son of Man, will come in the glory of my Father with his angels and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I assure you that some of you standing here right now will not die before you see me, the Son of Man, coming in my kingdom. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance changed, so that his face shone like the sun, and his clothing became dazzling white. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter blurted out, Lord, this is wonderful. If you want me to, I'll make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he said it, a bright cloud came over them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, and I am fully pleased with him. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said, don't be afraid. And when they looked, they saw only Jesus with them. As they descended the mountain, 
Jesus commanded them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until I, the Son of Man, have been raised from the dead. Jesus is our champion. Put it this way, Jesus is our David. I like to think that really David, the primary role of David's existence was to give us a window into our Messiah that would come someday. You remember the story? The Philistines had a great champion. He stood nine feet, nine inches tall. His name, Goliath. And he taunted the people of God the same way sin taunts humanity today. I still own you. I'm still the theme of your life. You can't break this addiction. You're mine. But there came an unlikely champion. David, sent by whom? His father. David was there doing the will of his father in the same way Jesus was on the planet doing the will of his father. David came to the front lines just like Jesus came to the front lines of humanity. And David heard this taunting giant. The Israelites were so afraid. And the Bible says that David, verse 48, it says David ran towards the giant. Who is this David who runs with such purpose and mission towards the giant? In the same way Jesus came with such purpose and focus to defeat sin. And the Bible says the rock hit Goliath square in the forehead. David approached the giant just to ensure the giant was dead. He severed his head from his body. Sin cannot be resuscitated. Sin does not have resurrection power. And sin has been buried, and your sin has been removed from you. As far as the east is from the west, it will change the way you live. For the Bible says, the men of Israel, when they saw what David had done, shouted, How long had they been quiet? How long had they been silent? The Israelites were so scared, but their champion came, and now look how they've changed. How they finally realize what their champion has truly accomplished. Well, Judah, you don't know what I've been through. Whoa! All have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. But then my champion, my David, my king, my Jesus came and he cut the head and the powers of hell and the powers of sin and whom the Son sets free is free indeed.